Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors to hear about what they are learning, what they are teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, welcome to episode six of the Behind the Sermon podcast. We're here today. We're going through this new series called Pitfalls. So we're here today with some different people. As usual, we have Pastor Nate who preached this morning. And then we have Pastor Colin and Pastor Victoria. And Pastor Nate, you kind of talked through early on, you wanted to get them onto the podcast. So maybe you could talk through why that was important to you. On Sunday, we talked about pitfalls in dating. And so you and I are both married. How long have you been married? Seven years. Oh, I'm double that. We'll be 15 this summer. So it's been a long time since I dated. Yep. So we have two pastors on staff who are single. They're both in a relationship. And um, they've got friends who are dating. They've got friends who shouldn't be dating. And so we just <laughs> I just wanted to get their perspective on this conversation because I think it adds so much rather than... Just me, you, and Andrew telling the young kids what to be doing. About the days of old. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Hey, guys. What's going on? Thanks for being here. (laughs) Glad you could make it. Um, So, yeah, we talked through through these different things. Guys, from your perspective, um, kind of what stood out to you the most? What do you feel like was the most impactful for you guys so far in this in this message? Well, I thought, um, honestly, starting it off, Pastor Nate, the way you did with saying like, hey, I want to be a father to you, no matter how old you are, um, whether you're older than me or not, I don't want to just be there to give you guidance. Um, Because definitely growing up, there wasn't that, like from my point of view, there wasn't a lot of like, hey, this is the do's and don'ts of dating. It was just kind of a, oh, hey, if it happens, it happens. Yeah, I didn't have any do's or don'ts. I remember when I was 16, I brought a girl to youth group. I don't think, I think we started dating, all right? I thought she was a Christian, so we won't go into all that. But I remember we're sitting on the couch, and I'm never—I've never been a PDA guy, and um, and so I wasn't at youth group. I was yeah. just sitting on the couch next to my girlfriend from high school. I don't know if she'd been to youth group before. And then one of the youth leaders came and sat in the middle of us. I was like, <laughs> "That was his suggestion." I, there was a female. It was a female leader, but I just like so no one talked to you. They just made you feel weird. Yeah. Like, we're not holding hands. We're not making out. We're not cuddling. I didn't have my arm around. We're just sitting next to each other on a couch. And then they came and sat in between us. Oh, that's nice. Loser. (laughs) Sounds fun. I still am bitter about it. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think think it's cool that you you don't stray away from this type of conversation. Because honestly, even going through the series, like, people could think, like, why do they need to talk about dating like they should be talking about jesus like why are they talking through these different things but like it really is you see a lot of people with their messed up relationships in church because they aren't going about it right like you do see people leave church yeah walk away from jesus they walk away because they walk into a relationship i think more people walk away from jesus due to a like even if it's not a dating relationship due to a relationship with a person within that church. Yeah. Like most of the time, it's not really Jesus that pushes people away. So I think that's really cool. I like how, um, I like how much you go for things like in these, in these, like you don't stray, stray away. It's so awkward. I feel like when pastors talk about either dating or sex and they like 
tiptoe around their words and you yeah. can tell they're getting embarrassed or you can tell like whatever. So it just, yeah. Like, like you just like pretended you didn't pretend like, Oh, Tinder's not real. You just mentioned it. You're like, yeah, like a weird sa- dating sites like Tinder. It's not even the one that people use right now. I can't even think of the ones people use. E- e- Harmony or it's not e- farmers only. I've asked around. I don't remember what they are. But there's some yeah, that are I more didn't... popular than that. Oh. It's like, never mind. That's never needed um, it. <laughs> yeah. But no, the fact that you... When, well, let me just... <laughs> internet dating, like my senior year in school, like it started becoming a real thing. So Christian Mingle was not oh, as... Yeah. Po- it was not famous yeah. like it is now, but it was... So we had discovered it. We went on it, and then we saw staff members from the Bible College on it. <laughs> I feel bad for them, but we we laughed a lot. Oh, There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. I mean, yeah. we have we have people in leadership in our church, and they met yeah. online. It's true. Yeah, oh. sometimes you don't even need dating relationship like websites. You can just go to like an internship, and you're fine there. There you go. Yeah, and you that can is, find that's, that's definitely an option. <laughs> That is not why you should join an no. internship. No, or go to Bible college. I was going to say, that's no. probably number so one, right? you went to Bible college? <laughs> yes. Did you feel... Oh, no, you were in a relationship when you entered, right? Yes, I was, yeah. That was that was interesting. Uh, technically, I wasn't supposed to be because um, the rule was that they recommended... They didn't enforce it, but they recommended that you did not date your first semester. I think it was your first semester of being at Bible college um and so that was like that was i went to the same school 15 years before you i think and they did not have that rule for us so that recommendation (laughs) that was in our handbook um and we had to like sign off on it but i still dated anyways um because i had been dating before (laughs) (laughs) i didn't like start my my relationship then rebellious state yeah yeah a little bit uh um so we started dating my senior year of high school. So it had been about a year, my freshman year of college. Uh, and Bible college and dating don't, I don't think dating really exists within Bible college. You start a relationship and people are like instantly married. So it's a weird yeah. pressure for sure. Yeah. Ring by and spring. That, I think that <laughs> yeah. happens. I think that happens in church too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you start talking with someone and then people put way too much into the relationship. Absolutely. Which is just not good. Like, let people hang out and stop hanging out because then it, it's a lot healthier. My sister is married to the only guy she ever dated. But when he first asked her out, she was like, what do I do? I don't, maybe, I hopefully know some of this history, but what do I do? And I'm like, <laughs> just go out for coffee with him. It's not a big deal. It's yeah. fine. I know you've never dated anybody. I think my sister was 24. When he asked her to coffee, I'm like, it's fine to go coffee to coffee with him and then not go out with him again after that. They're married. So it's just, just when I took the pressure off, mm. this is not the rest of your life. It is a, it's a coffee or it's a meal. Like, relax a little bit. Why do you, why do you think there's such a, a pressure, especially it seems in college circle, or Bible college, at least. Why do you feel like there's such a pressure for that? Like, I've never been to Bible college, but I've seen, like, the memes 
I've, there's a TikTok of a guy like getting off a bus with his backpack being like first day of Bible college and he looks around and everyone's getting on their knees to propose and then he starts like <laughs> running towards girls that don't have anyone around them and then they kept getting proposed to so he's like oh no like everyone's getting taken like, and it seemed from the comments that everyone was like haha yeah that's my school so like I don't know why is that why do we feel why do we have that pressure I think um I think it's really what Pastor Nate said during a sermon, and it's that people don't want to, um, not don't want to, people, um, it, it's the aspect of sex, if we're just going to be blunt about yeah. it. And if you're if you're dating, there's hormones, and if you're in college and you're in your young 20s or you're not even in your 20s yet, it, it's all there. All the signs are there. <laughs> if you go to UNH, you go to a frat party. If you go to Bible school... You go to the justice of the peace. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's, I think there's a pressure too. So when I was 15 years old, 16 years old, and my pastors were bringing me to North Point to do campus experience. And so I'm 15 years old and they're saying, you're going to meet your wife here. You're oh, going to meet yeah. the best thing to have. You're going to meet your wife here. Aside from the fact they're both divorced now, but. That was the pressure. So yeah. I'm feeling that that first year. And then um and then you just you just get kind of stuck in that. Which is crazy that we get that pressure from even some church leadership. Cause even you talking yeah. through like going through Paul's teaching, like we have it in the Bible of him being like, I hope for some of you you can be like me and remain right. single. Yet for some reason, there's this pressure from Christian leaders and like all this other stuff of, oh no, like, yeah, you, you need to get married. Like I'm sure it's, it always feels like it's a thing, but like no church would say it, but like even to get a pastoral role while being single, you Someone, can be, you they can be will a youth say pastor. It. That's the well, most They won't even, there, there are churches that will not hire you if you're single. So, so just for you guys to know yep. that. And um yeah, it blows my mind. I'm pretty sure you can't and and this might be for other reasons, but I'm pretty sure you can't be an AG world missionary as a single male. You can as oh. a single female, but not as a single male. That could be changed. Don't quote me on that. Got Don't it. write emails okay. to Doug Clay. That could also that could <laughs> also be because enough things happen. Right. Right. Like we, we know yep. there are some situations where it's like, all right, we just gotta make a rule because yeah. according to now statistics of our organization, mm -hmm. something so so yeah, if anyone's getting all heated up over that, I'm sure there's a good reason. Yeah. But um but yeah, that's funny. I, I never really I didn't have to go through any of those circles, like so I didn't I never really felt that type of pressure. Obviously, it's more than just the church world. I think it's, it's definitely the outside world pushing yeah. that into a church culture. And I think, like like you were saying, Pastor Victoria, like going through like, all right, so the only way to stay pure is I have to get married because that's the only the only way for me. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But um, yeah, even even in high school. Um, it was like a popularity kind of rank, like, oh, you're in a relationship, like you're already so much cooler than the guy next to you. Um, and it was, I definitely saw that and yeah. actually like there's part where I actually fell into that. And next thing you know, I was in a relationship and then a week later got broken up with cause he liked another guy. So it was like, 
back and forth, but um, definitely in in different areas, um, they hold it to a higher standard. Yeah, which is weird. Really interesting. Which I suppose plays into even like uh, even your your second point, not just fleeing fleeing singleness, but but playing marriage to a sense of like you know, whatever, like apparently if you can maintain a relationship, that means you have your act together. I don't know. That seems to be the go-to thing. Did you, do you guys, I mean, fling singleness, playing marriage, you guys see, have you guys seen that to be true? Yeah. So talk to me about that. Like why, what's the trap of that or, um, I I would say the the so if you pick up any dating book any any book that's going to talk about dating when when you're looking for like Christian resources about dating or um, marriage there there's a gap there it's really just dating but it only talks about singleness and dating or there's books that talk about marriage and the books that talk about dating they're just going to talk about how you should um, enjoy your singleness and how you should. Uh, make sure that you're connecting to Jesus. And I, I agree with all of those things, but then it creates this gap um, where the people who are in the in the midst of a relationship and who are trying to be God-honoring and who aren't trying to just jump into a marriage or anything like that, they don't have any resources. And then the only resource that's out there is, hey, uh, stay pure and uh, <laughs> yeah, don't keep, do anything keep wrong. Keep God in the center of it, yeah, and that's keep it. God, yep, and that's the <laughs> so, only okay. thing that's out there. Yeah, um, so I think that the, the fleeing singleness happens because people, again, they want to stay pure. So they'll, um, they'll, you know, they'll be in the dating relationship and then they get married or, or you flee singleness because you, you know, not to, to the extent of marriage, but to the extent of dating. And it's just so that you're not alone. Um, just so that you have a person come Valentine's day or come the holidays or, or something like that. But there's no, like, why are you actually with that person? Did God call you to be with that person? Is, is that at the center of what you're doing or is it not? Yeah, you see a lot of people with people they don't even really like. You get confused. They don't treat each other good. They don't, there's a lot of drama. Yeah, especially if they get to the point where they get married and then you're still in that like, wait, how did that work out? And I I definitely feel like loneliness is a huge part. Um, I think like today in like culture, like we have to, like there's always a want for something more. Um, And feeling alone and feeling kind of by yourself is like, um, it's, it's not good. And so like everyone tries to get out of that. And so easily, the, the easiest thing is to find someone It's just to settle and just like to find anyone. But like, like Pastor Victoria was saying, like, no, like God's called us to someone, um, no matter who it is, like there's someone, um, if he's called us to that, um, and not just a life of singleness. And so I just feel like the loneliness is definitely a huge part as well, for sure. Uh, one thing, just a little bit of church history, when you started to see Haley, yeah, oh, yeah, when you and Haley started to date, I got to be in the center of those conversations, um, with even who? with with her Haley, parents, with her, with her dad, uh, and then having conversations with you one-on-one, yeah. and um, so one, the, the dad was getting advice. Which I think was great. Yeah. He was he was seeking wisdom. He wasn't just making up his mind. And then you and then you were as well. Right. And as was Haley. And I think that's one thing that I think that's that was a positive thing eight or nine years ago. Yeah. 
for us, like we we wanted to keep to keep it very like low key. All right, we don't think we're gonna date. We just think we like each other. For us, it was like blown up out of proportion. So we almost had to do that because what was being said that was happening never was happening. So we decided, hey, let's start talking more. And then someone went to a parent and said, something's going on between these two. Like in the sense of like, they're going to be sneaking around. And so then it was like, oh, shoot, now we have to, (laughs) now we have to figure out how to do it. But yeah, trying to get advice the whole way, like. I remember talking to like the youth pastor at the time, Josh going through, he's like, Hey, like, just so you know, like you love doing this stuff at youth ministry, but now you're, you know, cause there's a big age gap for Haley and I. So he's like, now you're looking at dating a We student. never met Jeremy. He's, he's uh 53. 53. <laughs> I have a very young monotone voice, but uh, there's a, there's a bigger age gap. So when I was a student leader, she was still a student. So he's like, if you do that, like you have to step down. I won't be mad at you, but we got to keep these standards. And so I was like, all right, I'll step down. But I still wanted accountability. And so even though I was stepping out, it wasn't like, all right, I'll go do my own thing, which I feel like a lot of people would try and do. It was like, all right, I'll step down. However, like I still need that accountability. Mm. And that youth pastor, they came on our first date with us. Like we kept it very like, we were told we could date and we need to bring people with us. So we started dating with our pastors. <laughs> like that's just how it went down. But honestly, like I, I loved that. I, I wouldn't have changed how that went down aside from the parents hearing something that wasn't true, right. that we were sneaking around trying to do something that we weren't. Yeah. I definitely in the beginning of um, dating Hannah, it was like, I, um, I was asking everyone around me, like, hey, if I did these three things um, to, like, because I, like, I always, like, there was, like, this teaching of, like, if you want something, you you do those things, and then you'll get there. Um, like, if I wanted to be a pastor, I have to start acting like one now to get to where I want to head. And so um, I was like, well, if I did these three things right in our relationship, no matter what it is, what do I do? Um, and they were like, keep it God-centered, um, like, get the finances underway and like understand how that works. Um, and just like asking different spiritual leaders, like uh, my, like pastor Steven, pastor Jeremy, I know we went out for lunch and we talked through that. And um, <laughs> I, I want to talk about number two, get the finances. Yeah. Talk to me what that means. So what, I, I don't remember who it was, but they, they had mentioned that like understanding, like if this was something that we were going to pursue to make sure like um, that we weren't just ready with our relationship wise, but like we, we were going to figure thing, things out too. So like we had like steady jobs. Um, we were it's, just oh, jumping is this into, when you were already dating and yeah, thinking so, about becoming more serious? Yeah. All right. I, I, so just, I, was, I thought you were describing, um, I wanted to ask <laughs> Hannah to be my girlfriend and their advice was get your finances. Well, Hannah's, yeah. Hannah's parents really have it together. So for you to have a chance, you're going to have to, <laughs> And, and if I you're listening to this, I'm so think, sorry, Bill. I think there is probably <laughs> get your finances in order is probably like good for some people. Yeah. Um, you know I got a different perspective from everyone. Like everyone had different like kind of right. routes. Like some people went super spiritual and some people went super practical. Um so it was like really cool to see the different Anything sides, that you discarded? Um I can't remember. There's something that they said they're like, well, um they're like I, I don't know. I, let me think about that and come back to me because I just there was one where I just completely brain dumped it and I never looked back. And was, I remember who, I Pastor think, Victoria, can you think of any <laughs> bad dating or relationship advice you ever got in your lifetime? 
Uh, or that you've given. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. <laughs> um, I mean, if I'm going to be honest, it not really advice, but really just the the pressure of marriage within the church. That's how we started the the whole conversation, right? I think it's within the last year probably is where I had the the earth-shattering moment where I realized that the church has at times made marriage toxic. Yeah. And the idea of getting marriage toxic um, so I've, I've been in my relationship for a long time. If anyone listening doesn't know, many of you don't know me. Um, <laughs> I, I've been dating for seven years. Um, and the end goal is marriage. That's, that's what we're working towards. But people don't like to, to think about all the things that that involves. It involves finances. It mm. involves the meshing of two lives together. It involves, you know, pushing together, um, assets and, and, and working things out. And, and it's a big step. Um, it's not, something little, but I feel like we've downplayed it to something little. I I feel like we talk about the spiritual side and that's the big part, but we don't talk about how the practical things are also a really big part of marriage and you have to be prepared in order to be successful. I mean, yeah, I think one of the funniest ones was some days, um, like you'll always love the one you get married to, but some days you just might not like them. And it's like on the, when the, when he he like talked through that and there's some days you don't love them. Like, honestly, I mean, Michelle's going to listen to this, so, but there, but I think to, if, I think it's one of those false expectations that you'll always be in love. You may not like each other. No, there's days you don't love each other or like each other. I just think you end up sometimes in those seasons. Maybe it only lasts a day. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it lasts three weeks. Um, I think, but you're fighting with each other to protect it so it doesn't last perpetually right you're fighting for the relationship Mm -hmm. um as i you know i do counsel with couples who have been together a long time they're not in love they don't hate each other they like each other they don't really love each other yeah Yeah. and they have to learn that so yeah it's it's it is hard work i interrupted you but continue yeah it's all good. I actually lost the plane to track. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Have any of you guys ever been afraid of marriage? Afraid to one day get married or afraid? No, not for, not for me. I, I never really felt afraid for that. By the time, so by the time I was dating Haley, I had figured out, all right, I'm dating for marriage now. Yeah. I was in plenty of relations, you know, I'm always jealous because Haley, like I'm the first person Haley dated, but I dated a bunch of people when I was younger because we just, I wasn't a Christian. Like that was the circle we grew up in. So that was a lot different. So by the time I was like, one, it was marriage was off the radar when I wasn't a Christian or just didn't care. Like I was just dating because yeah. that's what you do. You know what I mean? Like you go to summer camp and you find the person you want to date. Like, <laughs> You Whatever. see them for a week and they're gone. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then yeah, and then you find out because you never asked. They live two hours away from you yeah. after you leave or whatever. So, but like by the time I was in relationships where I would have cared about my future, and for some reason Christianity made me care about my future more, like to actually put mm-hmm. into myself. Then I was like, all right, I'm only going to date if I see marriage as a possibility, which is randomly void in the real world, like. You could talk to people outside of Christianity. And I said the real world, like Christianity is not the real world. But um, you talk to people who, like outside Christianity. 
yeah, I've been dating this person for this long. Oh, wow. You guys think you get married? Oh, heck no. That guy's an idiot. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you still? And I guess you, you talked about today, like fleeing singleness. Like, well, at least I'm not alone. But heck no, I'm not being with that person forever. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. One thing you made me think through, like, in your last point, ignoring wisdom. Another aspect that a lot of single people do, which, like, luckily, like, Colin, you didn't do that when you were going around. But, like, shopping for wisdom is something yeah. that I feel like single people do. Uh, hey, Pastor Victoria, I'm thinking about being in this relationship. Um, what should I do? And you're like, oh, I know that guy. Don't date him. And they're like, Okay. Hey, Pastor Colin, I'm thinking about being in this relationship. What do you think? Like, let me go to another pastor from a different yeah. location who doesn't know this person. Like, that's something that you deal with more often than I feel like just flat out ignoring. Mm. They'll shop, and that's right. the hardest part. Yeah. Looking, I, I think I said this like the first week of the podcast when I was really sick. Um, we look for adv- we look for we say we're looking for advice, but we're really looking for an ally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm yeah, just looking good. for someone to confirm that. I'm going to go this direction. I'm going to go anyway. Yeah. I was, I I asked like people who are the same age, people who are older than me and people who are like 30 years older than me who are still in marriage. And the, the the kind of advice that they gave was wonderful. And like, even back, they were like, it all, it all goes down to communication and how you talk to each other. Um, And so they said that that was the most important that we we had to focus on was how to talk to each other. Um, And like, so it was like different couples in the church too. And even my, my grandmother, I asked her and um, she, she was giving advice. That I never even, wouldn't never even think of, but it was, it was some good it was stuff. Colloquialism. <laughs> yes. I have to write those down and ponder about them. I never thought of comparing them. this to the aardvark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, w- tell me, um, tell me guys, what's the biggest, what is, either from what I talked about today or something that was even off topic, like your contemporaries, your peers, what do you wish they knew about dating and relationships? I'll send them the sermon so they can find out because <laughs> it's a whole other perspective than just a simple, like don't date just to date, like date for a reason. Um, and there, and like, like you said too, like there's also that, um, that cool time with it where it's like, it's, chill like if you if you want to if you want to get to know this person do it if not don't there's not much, there's less pressure than there needs to be or there's not as much yeah <laughs> yeah um man i really just wish uh if i were to talk to the people who i i consider like my friends and and people um where i've seen relationships just go a different way than than i would have thought um, I guess is the, the safe word to use here. <laughs> um, Very politely put. <laughs> yes. I I wish that they would just know that it's okay. Um, that if things didn't go the way that the Christian world would deem, um, it's okay. And that God will still love you and that yeah. you can still, you know, find your way back to church or find your way back to God. That even if uh, things shifted and God isn't the center of your relationship, hey, God can still become the center again. That's not, you know, the end of the world. Um, or maybe, maybe, you know, maybe things should look different for you. Maybe you shouldn't be with that person. Um, maybe it's just, it's the hard, the hard truth that we don't like to acknowledge at times. I heard a story today, um, uh, which 
Get back on your mic. You got really quiet. Oh, sorry. I, <laughs> I heard a story today of um, someone. They were they were engaged. They were not Christian, so they were they owned a house with the person they're engaged with, and the friend from church spoke to them and said, "That's not a healthy relationship for you to be in," and they moved out and wow. ended the engagement. Wow. Um, that was a non-Christian. I remember growing up, my my friend uh, in ministry, he would tell me this story. His his friend growing up, he was engaged with a girl. The whole wedding, everything was paid for. And then uh, the closer the wedding got, the more he was convinced he shouldn't, he shouldn't be marrying her. And so he called off the wedding and then he paid the dad, the bride's dad back everything that that was paid. Ooh. And so... Better to end an engagement. You know, I always kind of joke with people. I'm like, hey, it's your last chance. You, you know? <laughs> but I mean it, I'm about to say your vows here in, in 30 minutes. It's true. You're going to run. It's now. It's not after. <laughs> I think you asked earlier if the, the concept of marriage has ever scared us or, you know, made us fear. I don't think that that has ever scared me, but I, I think the the stories that I've heard within the, the church world of people being like, yeah, I was engaged and I was standing at the altar praying and all of a sudden God was like, you're not supposed to marry that man. And then another man came to me and was like, hey, I'm going to be your real husband. And I'm like, what? God, please don't do that to me. Yeah, only the story you hear at Bible college they nowhere out. Exactly. <laughs> What's annoying is they were just friends. They just planned it. I'll go up first. Prophesy. <laughs> Then you go up, prophesy. Yeah, not to get too deep. Then that would be the cover-up for this hidden pregnancy. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Tag. (laughs) Uh, I was afraid to get married. Uh, My parents got divorced after 26 years of marriage. And so I was like, and then I had a couple pastors get divorced in the same, like, two-year window. And so by the time... By the time I was 21, I'm like, if none of these, if none of my heroes can stay married, how am I ever gonna? Yeah. So, I read so many marriage books by the time I was 22. So many, it's kind of unbelievable. But I was terrified, and then I ended up. I, I was in a good relationship in Bible college that that I ultimately we ended, but I just wasn't ready. Like I I had to work through a bunch of. I stole a bunch of mental stuff. And yeah. then Michelle and I get married, and I've told this from the stage before, but we come back from our honeymoon. The first or second day in our apartment, we have a fight, and I think I've made the biggest mistake of my life. Like, I shouldn't have, I knew yeah. it. I shouldn't have gotten married. And um, so it, it was a lot for me. Like, I yeah. could have pretty easily, without Jesus just been one of like the perpetual bachelor um you know because i just didn't want to put my future kids through what i went through Mm. or have 26 years with someone and then it just be over i think even with dating relationships like it's okay to disagree on things too like just because you don't agree on some things i feel like there's a lot of stress on that as well like oh they're they're in a fight like they're gonna break up so it's like feels more um kind of fragile but i think some relationships when they're dating it's it's less fragile and um it's okay to disagree with people like you guys are like we're humans like we're gonna be able to disagree um but just like 
something that I always keep in mind is like when I'm going through that is to always have like, all right, love is patient, love is kind, and just like keep kind of with a leveled head and going into it with love and not like, um, and not not with a quick to like be upset. You know what I mean? I've got a couple book recommendations. Um, I don't remember what we were just talking about. Made me think of this one, but the book is Resolving Conflict: How to Make, Disturb, and Keep Peace by Lou Priolo. So it's a Christian book about resolving conflict, and I might be teaching that at all staff yesterday because <laughs> this comes out <laughs> on Wednesday. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure yet. Um, Can't remember. <laughs> 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 and um i haven't decided yet but um that book is really good again because some of our if we learn how to resolve conflict yeah i think it get, once we have that tool i think it helps us to know wait i can enter a relationship and i know how to get out of it yep um you know it's so i think that's one the other one I meant to say this earlier, but um, a book by Ben Stewart, Single, Dating, Engaged, Married, Navigating Life and Love in the Modern Age. That is one that I would recommend as well. Either of you heard of that one before? No. So I'd pass both of those recommendations on. Um, Do you guys disagree with me? Middle schoolers shouldn't date? (laughs) I totally agree with you. There's so many conversations last yeah. week. I don't think here. So here's a weird thing. Like, and that drives me crazy is when people talk about like five, six and seven year olds, like even like, Oh, it's his little girlfriend. Yeah. And having those conversations like that drives me crazy too. But I can be someone who's easily annoyed. Yeah. Not growing <laughs> up in a heavy church world. I definitely had a girlfriend at the park when I was like, probably five, and we went down the slide together, had, like, coloring book dates, you know? Had, like, PB&J sandwiches. It was pretty fun, but mm. definitely don't know who she is anymore. She's definitely, like, total left field now, so. Never mind. No joke. <laughs> oh. I vowed to be respectful of the whole podcast. I have a couple. <laughs> hey, know. I have a couple. So I have four boys. I have a couple boys that are, like, romantics. Yeah. And I always do. have. I have a couple of boys that deliberately don't shower because they're sick of girls having crushes on them at school. <laughs> like, you have to shower. No, why not? I'm trying to keep the girls away. What like, a problem to have. <laughs> I didn't have that problem. When all you drink is cheap three liter soda and all you eat is potato chips for snacks, you don't really have a girl problem. <laughs> Anyway, I weigh less now than I did when I was in eighth grade. So just as a visual. <laughs> just to give you a mental yeah. image. And I was like six inches shorter too. I was a real, I was a real, if you think about like the blueberry girl from Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> you watch that in reverse. It, it That is the view of Pastor <laughs> Nate glowing up. <laughs> just yeah. shrinking down. Now I just have orange spray tan. <laughs> no, I 100% agree with you and I catch it even early like with something that that you had even said to like when we were younger like I catch it with my kids too making jokes that 
I know I don't want to sound like one of those people like be careful of every single word you ever say around your kids, but also yeah. like you should think about the culture you're creating, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. But like that idea of like, oh, so me and Pastor Rob, we're we're best friends. We grew up together. So obviously we have a boy and a girl, same age. Anytime they play together, we're going to make jokes and comments. But then thinking through like, you know, all right, we should probably calm this down because we're going to put a pressure on their friendship even to bear, to where like, maybe they won't, maybe they won't like each other, but they'll be convinced that they're supposed to be dating eventually because we're like, Oh, you know, little, Little right. Bobby and Eloise, like all this stuff, and and I always want to try and take that away, but it's hard because it's and everybody else will put the pressure on them, right? Yeah. Right. So it ends up being this church thing, and I've been on the side of that because I was single, and everybody's mom is trying to set me up with their daughter, yeah. And oh man, it just isn't right. Yeah. Like for sure. let's act mature. Absolutely. You you know let's act. You know, and that's the Bible school thing where you start talking with someone and everybody starts whispering. And it's like, come off it. Where are we right now? (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It makes it so hard. Like, you can't even, like, you're so young. You're trying to form, just figure out how to have social skills. Yeah. Just talk to people. (laughs) And then if it's like, if it's the, if it's a person the opposite gender, everyone's just like, oh. It's like I, I didn't I didn't know we were supposed to like each other. I was just trying to talk. I mean, I've like, trained my boys on that. So they're 13, yeah. 12, the and the nine year old. The other ones don't really, but I'm like if a um, they probably done this uh in, in this room, but oh. the, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend they're like, Kiss each other. Kiss. Why don't you guys kiss right now? Kiss. <laughs> yeah. Have they done that to you? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see them, it's not even a high. It's a, did you guys kiss yet? I'm like, what? And so we have that conversation like, guys, don't ask that. Don't make jokes about people who are yeah. dating. Like, that's not mature. That's not right. So imagine how they'd be if we hadn't taught them that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we just, we recently went on, um, we went to Unplugged, a youth retreat, and in the car, they were like, one of the girls were like, well, how do I get a boyfriend? And then I didn't even say anything. Right before I was supposed to say something, another kid from the back, she was like, well, what are the intentions? And she immediately just jumped on it. And she's like, well, are your intentions just to have a boyfriend? And she's like, she's like, then don't, don't do it. And yeah. she was like, oh, no, but like, I'd like a boy to like, and she's like, no. And I was like, I was just driving. I was like, okay. I'll let them have that conversation because I'm not about to. And <laughs> I'll chime in if it's needed. Yeah, she got it. She handled. She like shut it down really quickly. And she's like, "Oh, okay." And it's really funny. It's the the fact that even some teenagers now they they're understanding it, and um, there's some wise teenagers, but there's also some unwise teenagers that will just jump in any relationship. To and not every relationship is a bad one, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think we don't want to create the opposite culture. Where all the spiritual kids are the ones who are single, right? And all the needy, messed up kids are the ones who have boyfriends or girlfriends yeah. because, um, uh, it's uh, escaping my mind. But I can think I know of a ministry couple, and they serve in ministry together. They started dating as teenagers. I don't know why I can't think of who it is, but you know they've been together thirty years. Ministry grandkids. And they're still a healthy yeah. couple. So it's not, we don't want to create the opposite culture right, yeah, yeah, of the Bible school, old-timey church culture. 
where you have to be in a relationship and then and then swing the pendulum. Mm-hmm. So we always speak a high and teach a high regard in singleness. You're not less than. Well, for yeah. the single people, the first time I told I said that from the stage, they met me after stage after the sermon. That's a, you know, we've preached a message just on singleness at some time in the past. And again, like for people who are single and aren't looking to get married, that's the first time they've been affirmed yeah. in their 50-year adult life. Yeah. How how sad. <laughs> yeah. It's true. The, the one more thing on your on your last point that I was thinking through, ignoring wisdom. Because obviously, our wisdom, putting the viewpoint of the Bible, that's a lot different than wisdom they could get if they're going to their friends that they think are wise or their, their parents who don't have a biblical viewpoint. So I thought to just, and I'd love to hear what you guys think as well. So Haley when we were getting ready to get married, had a lot of pushback from her coworkers, the fact that we were not having sex and we were not moving in together. She got a lot of pressure. I don't know if you guys have ever gotten that from any of your friend circles, but she was in, she was in school to, to learn uh, to be a hairdresser. So that's already like kind of a catty, like kind of environment. She was definitely the most professional like person that was there. There was this pressure their wisdom was, um, how are you going to know that you like that person? How are you going to know if you don't try it out? How are you going to know that they're any good? Because to them, if someone's not good, then the marriage must not be able to last. Yeah. You know, and and so that's like advice. You know that she's getting. Granted, she's her parents were awesome. She had a good church upbringing, so she was very like just kind of looking at them like, you guys are stupid. <laughs> like yeah. She didn't have much to say, but still, that's like a common thing. So... Yeah, kids were saying that to me in high school. Yeah, so let's... Can we talk through the, the wisdom behind that? Um, biblical, non-biblical, because there is non-biblical wisdom against having sex before marriage, right? There's statistically... Yeah, they, yeah I would say they frame it as wisdom. Yeah. but But it doesn't lead to life right so the cult the the culture of the wisdom of the world is sleep around right know if you're sexually compatible um live together try it out but then the statistics that back that up back up scripture and single sexual partner not living together yeah going to church together those are the strongest marriages yeah and mm. it goes against conventional wisdom right have you guys had any any kind of pressure or like weird wisdom that you're like, oh, I absolutely know that's wrong, but people are like, no, no, this is this is exact. You can't even fight on this. Like, have you guys ever gotten that? I know you guys were in more of a Christian circle, so maybe nothing as radical. But um, well, I had a conversation with a family member. That sounds mysterious enough. Um, I had a conversation with a family member once, um, and. This family member was was very concerned that I had been dating for a number of years and was still not married, and that I'm Christian and I I I claim quote unquote claim to be Christian within my relationship, um, and so she, she was very concerned and she said you have to get married because because you 
their desires, Victoria. And, <laughs> and I was like, whoa there. So it's uh, pretty <laughs> mysterious. And, and that was, there, there are desires that need to be fulfilled and, and you have to get married. And I was like, okay, I understand you know, marriage, but that's not, it's not the, the reason here. That's not the reason why I'm going to do that. Um, yeah. so that, that was the bad advice. I've been so thank you so for. much. Great grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One for the bad advice too, for any sort of imagery that you could give. <laughs> <laughs> But that lines up well with one of your, you know, one of the alligators that you had, like just like playing marriage, just trying to jump in, like, come on, get married, because clearly, like, right, whatever. Yeah, that's that's a frustrating. Oh yeah, that's a frustrating push. I was I was happy when whenever I got that pressure, I had I had someone who didn't even go to church who was very, he just liked statistics. So I didn't even have to argue. I, I was protected by this one guy that was just like, no, statistically, he's doing everything right. And he wasn't a Christian. So I was just like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> like, I don't have to try and do yeah. a battle for my faith. Like, this guy just knew and was walking through, like, the different studies. So that was really helpful for me. But I know that's, like, a big thing, not just ignoring wisdom, but but getting just idiotic, stupid ideas. So here's one thing that's important. Is that if we're preaching it, we live it out. Yeah. yeah. So the people in my life telling me, meet your wife at Bible college, save yourself till marriage, true love waits. Well, they had affairs on their wives. The wives had affairs yeah. on their husbands. They got divorced. Yeah. And and so I'm like, maybe, God was, maybe God's word isn't true. Mm. But if we teach our kids and our teenagers, and then we live it out. Yeah. So they're able to see... Hey, wait a minute. Look at the fruit of their life yeah. from following God's word. Then it doesn't become a, I don't trust you. You're just trying to control me. It becomes a, I want my life to replicate yours. And I'm going to follow you the way you follow Jesus. And that's like the ultimate joy, which takes a long, long time. Yeah. But it's what we're trying to craft in our kids, in our teenagers, in mm. each other. Like, hey, what can we do? To make sure your kids still follow Jesus 20 years from now. What can we do to have a healthy marriage today so my kids and other kids in the church, they're not afraid of marriage one day? What can we do to to show the joys of marital intimacy that will allow people to say, all right, well, then I'm going to wait. I'm going to honor God in this area of my life because... um, you know, because they're not afraid to talk about it. Yeah. And and that's some of the Yeah. It's really important that we live out. We don't preach and point fingers, but we live in a real, authentic way. And then we maintain that testimony yeah. <laughs> over the course of our life. Mm. Absolutely. I, you know, I just remember my dad telling me all the time, don't smoke, don't smoke, don't smoke. And then when I'm eighteen years old, he's smoking. And I'm like Wait a minute. I don't understand. You told me my whole yeah. life this is wrong and now you're doing it. And not to, if you're going to go through a theological shift, you have to bring your kids with you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's good. That's and good. if you go off course theologically, which a lot of people do, <laughs> don't bring them with you, but at least tell them what you're doing. Yeah. I'm going to be apostate now. So let me talk to you about what that means. <laughs> I'm going to reject scripture now. So yeah. I believe 
these things I told you and the church told you were true. I just don't believe that anymore. I'm walking away from the Lord. And at least, hopefully you don't do that. But right. you got to live it out. That's so good. That's awesome. Greatest example you have that you've, that you've come across in your life for either dating or marriage? Who are the, who's someone that has had influence on you? Oh, easy. Chris and Anna Pike. Love them. They, um, even through anything, they still, um, they do well. And they, like, Chris has always been like that person. He's like, all right, we'll do this and do that. And he's like, well, yeah, I had a bad relationship too, but I, here I am with Anna. And, um, he just, he, he loves her with all, with everything, even, even the way she leads with God and how he leads. And it's wonderful to see them. Mr. Chris Pike was someone who got some advice from me as a teenager. He had a on again, off again girlfriend. And I remember walking outside the church one day. I don't know how old he was, 15. Why don't you like her? And I'm like, I like her. What I don't like is you and her. God's got a call in your life. He doesn't have that same call in her life. She doesn't love Jesus the way you love her. Yeah. So I, it's just your relationship that I don't think. I love her. And uh, I don't think he, that's not true. He did date her. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Chris. <laughs> the first time, but he figured it out. But it was that, but he was listening. He was yeah. struggling. He was listening. And I could have the timeline wrong, but it seems like he tried at least one more time after that. <laughs> but he did talk to me about Anna. Yeah. Hey, I'm talking to this girl. Do you know her? Yeah, I do know her. I've, you know, I know her from summer camps. Well, what do you think about her? Well, here are the positives about her. Any negatives? I don't really know her enough for negatives, but here are the positives about her. And so he talked to me before he started, before he married her, like two and a half months later. <laughs> yeah, right? It's <laughs> an exaggeration, but... By a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Pastor Victoria? Um, I would say... Uh, my parents and my sister. So my, my parents have been married for like 30 plus years. Mm. Um, my sister, I don't know how long she's been married for. <laughs> I should probably know. A while. <laughs> a while. Um, and they've both set a, a very different um, but very beautiful examples. Um, my parents weren't always Christian. And so I, I got to see that happen in their lives. I got to see um, just a testimony of our family being saved. Um, and with my sister, I got to see a Christian relationship become a Christian marriage um, and, and the beauty that it is in, in to- totality. So um, both very different, but very uh, good examples. So That's awesome. Well, hey, thanks guys for sitting down. Thanks, Pastor Colin, for driving so far to join a podcast. Hey, no problem. It's glad my dream. You guys, glad you guys are both here. Thanks for having this conversation. It's really awesome. Thanks for coming to All Staff yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs>